Hey, it's Jose Galison. You're watching No Way Jose. You can find me on No Way Jose YouTube channel. All the major audio podcatchers and Odyssey as well. Uh, credit as always to Justin Campbell or at jcamp1521 for the uh, intro that he created for me. Uh, if you want to get him to commission work for you, go hit him up. Uh, he does other stuff as well, you know, super cuts. So basically anything podcast related, especially on the video side of things, uh, you know, editing, you know, et cetera, super cuts, whatever. He's your guy. Uh, hit him up. Uh, you can see if he's uh, open for commissions and uh, yeah, hit him up. Today, my guest is Sal the Agorist. Uh, we're going to finish out the, uh, the New, New Libertarian Manifesto live reading. Uh, this will be Filthy Pierre's uh, critique and also Conkin's response as well because they're both pretty short. So there's no reason we shouldn't be able to knock these out in a decent amount of time. And also, I think uh, as being as the last one, I think we'll have extra time left over. If, if you guys have any questions in the chat, you can drop them. Obviously, I'll prioritize Super Chats, but depending on how many they are and how good the questions are, uh, you know, I may be able to get to all of them or more than just the Super Chats uh, if there are any. Uh, but yeah, um, you know, as always, uh, just to remind you guys, this is a live stream right now. If you're watching the 14th, uh, it'll go up roughly a week or so, give or, give or take how my schedule is looking. Uh, and it'll go up public as a numbered episode later. Um, you know, if you want to be able to get it in the meantime, you need to be a patron at patreon.com. Just no way Jose 2020, uh, the lowest level is two bucks. That gives you access to all that right there. And then there's differing levels. There's a five, there's a 10 and there's a 20. They all have different perks. Uh, the highest is a 20. That's the sponsor. And I read them off every episode since they're my sponsors. I have CD McRae of the whiskey and tea podcast. I have Jeremy as well. Uh, he's at Jeremy rhymes on Twitter. He also has an Etsy store, etsy.com slash shop slash raising Liberty. A lot of cool merch there. I have Mikel Thorup of the Expat Money Show. Go check him out. Uh, yeah, uh, I already gave you the what the topic state. Uh, I do want to give you plugs. Uh, definitely go check out my Oklahoma City bombing series. I've been covering it with Richard Booth, who's basically the guy who does like all the OKC stuff on uh, for the Libertarian Institute. And he's we've been going deep as hell. So I think by the time it's done, it's probably be four, five, six episode series because we are going super deep. And this isn't like kooky stuff. This is all stuff that's well sourced. And anytime any kooky stuff does come up, he immediately, you know, is willing to like be honest about it and be like, well, that's not well founded, whatever. So even if that do stuff does come up, we're being honest about it. Um, I do want to let you know this. I think this is the first time I'm officially announcing it. Uh, so a week from now from this live stream, uh, so I think it'll be the 21st uh, will be when the live of it drops. I have uh, contacted Duncan Lemp's, you know, basically her, his widow, uh, you know, the, the his girlfriend at the time who was uh, in the bed with him when he was killed. Uh, she was actually pregnant and, you know, her, literally like they have they have his kid was born after he died. So I have her coming on. So that should be a good episode. I mean, barring any unforeseen new schedule changes or something like that. But uh, I mean, she had to get lawyers approval and everything for this. Uh, and they gave it the go ahead. So I'm interested in doing that. So because uh, I do think it's an important story. And I just want to like to have a chance to humanize Duncan, um, you know, and also ho hopefully, I mean, whether she, I mean, if she's comfortable with it is give her account of the of the case, because I don't think that's ever happened publicly. Uh, so. Uh, I mean, other aside from just hearing through, you know, uh, you know, uh, reports and stuff uh, of what supposedly the family side, which I'm sure that was through lawyers and such. So it'd be good to have an actual, you know, her take. And because, uh, I mean, the cops did shake change multiple times. So but uh, yeah, make sure you go chop out top. Check out Top Lobster, toplobster.com. You associate at checkout for 10% off. He's got a lot of merch. He's got my merch. You know, natural scapulous merch, tire power merch, uh, Liberty Lockdown merch, all sorts of merch. He also has a uh, quality or a lot of, uh, you know, 
you know, his own designs that he, he came up with uh, separate. I mean, all, they're all designs he came up with, but, you know, stuff aside from just podcast stuff. He has a lot of good stuff, though, a lot of good designs. Uh, with that, let's go ahead and get something here and get to it. Hey, what's up, man? Are you muted? Yeah, you're muted. <laughs> Sorry, bro. Yeah. You're good. You're good. It happens. What's going on, man? <laughs> Not much. Ready to get into this. Ready to finish this out. And then uh, I don't know who. I haven't figured out completely the game plan for the uh, Agris class theory, but I'll, I'll get around to it, you know. so uh, Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. And I'll, I'll, that'll be my, uh, I'll finish out my live ring series of Konkin. I know he has other small works, but uh, those are the major ones, so yeah uh, but uh all right yeah um i guess we can just go ahead and get into it uh and get going we are uh covering the uh this this is called the new altruism a critique of new libertarian manifesto by erwin s filthy pierre strauss uh so yeah. they said it sounds like something sexual guys it does it sounds like a, like a dirty sanchez <laughs> or something it sounds like a made-up sexual thing like i really feel like if i typed into like urban dictionary there would be something, something. would show up yeah um i really do feel like the filthy pr is actually something i feel like I've it probably it. is i don't know yeah. you're into that freaky shit you would know not me <laughs> <laughs> all right uh all right let's get into it i have little quarrel with the basic vision of society presented in new libertarian manifesto an advanced counter-economic society or system approaching the free society. I also agree that the free society itself would be unstable for the reasons you give in paragraph three on page 25. However, as pro-agoric uh, activity broadens from individual actions, business enterprises, etc., toward the explicit pursuit of grand strategy through a continental movement, a problem arises. At some point, the link between what an individual puts into the activity in terms of scarce resources such as labor or money, and what the individual can expect to get out uh, uh, out uh, begins to break down. The broader movement, activities deal in increasingly public goods. Which the don't actually exist. There, there's, yeah. actually, there's actually no such thing as public goods. Yes. Uh, the benefits of an advanced counter-economic system as it nears the free society would be will be enjoyed just as much by those who did not contribute scar scarce resources towards its achievement as by those who did. Therefore, it is difficult rationally to justify making such a contribution, which would involve incurring a significant cost in exchange for, at best, a microscopic increase in the expected value to oneself of a good to be received in the future. Maybe they add at this point. Uh, I, if not, I, I completely meant to start this out with uh, it, it, like who who this guy is. I mean, I don't know if you know more about him than I do, because this is the only time I've ever seen any of his work. Uh, do you know much about him? Um. You know what? I honestly, I, I completely forget most about him. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know enough to like speak on him confidently. Mm -hmm. All right, fair enough. That's a uh, probably more than I know. <laughs> um, I think he was like, I, I think he was like a, some kind of like sci-fi writer or some shit like that. But he was like friends with Konkin, and clearly they they disagreed. It seems to me that the people likely to contribute to such a movement will be those motiv uh, motivated by altruism. Um, that is, they will be those who are interested in living their lives for the sake of others. I already disagree with him here, but okay. It's, it's precise, precisely the opposite, right? Like yes. everybody engaged in entrepreneurship for yourself, and it's through individual entrepreneurship that we form this like collective agora. Um, also, Per Byland has a great um, little article that I threw into anti-politics. Everybody should read um it's called like saving the world through saving yourself and it's mm. 
it details exactly the opposite of, of this critique. Yeah, which is usually what I touch on a lot, especially I focus like sometimes we'll talk on like egoism, and that's kind of my frame of mind. I start from myself and work outwards. Um, and if it's I don't feel like there's in any way benefits me in that kind of way, I kind of don't. But you I mean I feel like yeah, this it's it's honestly it's kind of silly to say this is only by motive, motive by altruism. But all right, we'll, we'll move on. In other words, they will be those people who are prepared to set the cost incurred by themselves off against the benefits conferred on other people, as if those benefits have been conferred on themselves. This is a good economic definition of altruism. Now, I myself am not categorically opposed to altruism. I recognize that the genes and or deep cultural values embodied in me evolved in certain contexts. These contexts selected for genes and or values that gratified their bearer for seeking certain goods. These goals include such things as eating sweet foods, copulating with members of the opposite sex, and advancing the interests of other bearers of the same genes and or values. I recognize that these goals may in general be at cross purposes with my rational self-interest in the present context. Nevertheless, up to a point, the most efficacious policy for uh, for me may be to appease those values if this can be done at reasonable cost. Sounds to me that what I'm kind of getting out of this is he's saying that like, uh, say for example, in present situation that like, if you were to decide you say you had like a, a solid nine to five job and you've been making good money, obviously you probably hate your job, but you make decent money that you, you to some extent are kind of making a sacrifice, which I can get that. But it's, if anything, this is more like a Hoppe thing, like a time preference thing. Like, yeah, it may not be great for you in the short run, but it'll probably work out in the long run, likely. So, um, I mean, that's my take. I don't know if that's what he's getting at. Uh, I don't so know what like, I, I don't know what he's talking about. It's yeah. almost like sounds like he's trying to like mix in like evolutionary biology to all yeah. this. I I gotta see where he's going. It, it just sounds like a short sighted <clears throat> thing to me. Like, yeah, no one's saying that maybe there won't be small pain for a while, but like you know, it, like hopefully if you do it right, it'll work out in the long run, and the more people do it, the better. So. How, however, yeah, it's, it's just a bunch of it's like a bunch of like jumbled up nonsense as it's like word salad as far as I'm concerned at this point. However, as the scarce scarce resources devoted to such appeasement increase, there comes a point where further appeasement of those values constitutes paying an excessive price for ephemeral psychological values. At that point, it is time to stop such indulgence indulgences and get down to work pursuing more substantial goals. However, I am categorically opposed to logical contradiction. You set yourself up as categorically opposed to altruism. Uh, You call it immorality, though it would be personal immorality rather than the social immorality you group it with. But in the manifesto, you say you count yourself among those who burn for liberty and wish to devote themselves to that life's work. But liberty does not exist in the abstract, is enjoyed by specific people. The set of those people for whose liberty you burn either contains nobody besides yourself or contains other people. (laughs) This is stupid. If the former, then your earlier statement on page 54 applies. For those who wish only to live their lives as free as possible, counter-economic libertarianism is sufficient. No more is needed. But you want more. Therefore, you must burn for liberty to be enjoyed by others. In other words, you are prepared to extend, expend your scarce resources to secure a value for others. This is our basic definition of altruism again. I mean, I don't know. It just seems to be like kind of conflating things a little bit because it's nonsense. I, it's word yeah. salad. Yeah. I mean, okay. Like, I, I don't know. This is kind of silly. Like the point being that, you know, oh, you, he's kind of making the point. It sounds to be that like those who wish only live their lives as free as possible. All you need is essentially agorism. 
Uh, and then so these kind of trends to then be like, oh, but you know, you burn for liberty, so you want liberty for others. Where it's like, for one, like, yeah, liberty for others will only extend my liberty. So like, you know, the more people that, you know, take up the this type of praxis or whatever, the more easy it'll make me for me to pursue my praxis. So uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, and then he's like, he's like referencing Sam's essays, uh, our enemy, the party, like, I don't even, he's trying to juxtapose the two yeah. as if there's some sort of contradiction. I don't have no idea what he's talking about. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Just, yeah. The appeal to altruism is also prominent in the pitches of your, on your movement of the libertarian left coupons in our enemy, the party, you welcome donations of encouragement and ask me to express my approval of your work through financial contribution in the manifesto. You ask people to express material support for MLL action. All these, all of these refer to gifts to MLL over and above the membership fee with nothing to be delivered by MLL in return. A similar, a similar altruistic tone emerges from much of your over. I don't know how that's pronounced. Uh, all this uh, creates a problem of inconsistency of means and ends. A movement supported by altruistic means is unlikely to consistently seek a libertarian society. In fact, lacking a gu the guide to profit, the supporters of such a movement are unlikely to consistently pursue any long-term goal. See, like he is completely has no concept of what Sam's talking about because, yeah, like each individual counter-economic entrepreneur is the one who's seeking a profit. It's not like, like he's like almost seems it, it almost seems like as if in his mind. Like we're doing this as like some sort of like charity or something like that. Whereas yeah. the, the the definition is is it's definitely definitionally opposed, right? Yeah. Like a three D printer go burr. We're not. Yeah, I've, I want to put a three D printer into every house in the world, but I can't afford to do that myself. You have to purchase a three D printer, right? Yeah. So I mean, of course, there's a profit motive involved. That's that's how you allocate resources in, in a market economy. Yeah, it makes no sense to me because it, it does sound to be like he's kind of doing this. It's kind of like when people get play fast and loose with like uh, individualism and collectivism, collectivism or whatever. When it's like, oh, well, you want other people to engage in the free market. So which is kind of a collective ish sort of thing or something like that. Or you think people should do this. And it's like, OK, but that benefits me. So like, like, know, like does, I don't, I don't live in a vacuum. <laughs> it, it, like, like does the, does the shade tree mechanic just want your car to work better? Or does he want to, does he want to make like a few dollars? Does yeah. the weed dealer want to make sure you're high or does he want to make a few dollars? Like, what do you think he cares about? Yeah. It's just silly. Yeah. Historically, such movements gravitate toward the ringing manifesto, the stirring rally and other forms of action that provide immediate emotional gratification rather than the, to forms of action that lead to substantial long-term change. Your activities over the past decade or so seem to have rung along these lines. Of the views you discuss, my own come closest to, to those you cite in the note on page 24 for Harry Brown, and of course the ones for the libertarian connection. However, Brown goes overboard in denouncing cooperative action, taking a Borscht Belt comics view of human nature. Every wife is a nagging shrew. Every business partner is a larcenous leech. Cooperative action can be a, can be very advantageous if one picks the co-participants prudently and defines the relationships carefully. The fact that Brown offers no overall, overall strategy for a social change is no more a valid criticism than as a Christian's complaint that atheism offers no afterlife or a status complaint that agorism offers no benevolent state. 
The issue isn't offering such things, of course, but delivering them. I've summarized above why I don't think pursuit of your grand strategy will deliver a libertarian society, and even more why it isn't an efficacious use of most people's scarce resources. The process of outflanking the state with technologies you summarize the connection position isn't a prescription to sit back and wait for this outflanking to happen. Uh, rather, it suggests counter-economic courses of action that might be followed to profit during and after the decline of the state, and incidentally to hasten that decline. Your unsupported invocation, invocation of the ingenuity of the status to confound these approaches seems defeatist to me. As we as we now have the government pushing back against cryptocurrency um, every day, you see some government around the world is fighting back against crypto. The president Trump was tweeting about how much he hates 3D printers and 3D printed guns. So everything that Sam said about the state pushing back against technological disruption is actually happening right now. Yeah. So we know that that filthy Pierre is wrong. Yeah, I don't even really get what his point is. He because he's not even saying he's wrong. He just sounds it sounds defeated, which I guess in modern day terms would be like, oh, you're awfully blackpilled. Because this kind of sounds a lot like you know when people like me and you urge a lot of the politically involved people. We're like, okay, whatever. If you want to like do your political jerk off thing, like at the very fucking least, be involved in the agora at the very least. Because like you know. Like, like the way these like collapses work and how states maintain control over a society during these is by, you know, making you reliant on them. And if you don't have a parallel economy, you will be. So the, the best right. chance you have, it's kind of the idea of the predation and production. The best a chance you have is putting every bit of resources into the production side of things. Uh, like, sure, maybe. Maybe there's some sort of way you can fucking engage in the predation thing and kind of outpredate the predators or, or whatever. But it's like, at the very least, there's no denying the production is essential, absolutely fucking essential. And you need to be engaged in that in some way, shape or form. So it's not even that it's like defeatist. It's like, no, this is a good thing. It's like, we, this is what you got to do. But yeah, they're definitely going to push back. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't get what he's getting at. This is kind of silly. Like, oh, it's I think I, I think Sam had said something like, like um, technology was going to help, um, sort of like push along, the, like going to help along the Agorist Revolution. And this guy is sort of saying like, because Sam had, I guess Sam had said something to the effect of like, you know, beware that they're going to use technology against you as well, or something to that effect. And this guy is like, well, that sounds like defeatism. Yeah, but that's that's exactly what's happening, right? Like, yeah, we, we it's like also we nitpicking. It's, it's CBDCs, microchipping, yeah. drones. Look at they're murdering people with drones. So I mean, Sam was just he was was in 1981. Sam was 40 years ahead of the rest of them. So you know, and I don't know. Saying something is defeatist for one. That's not a proper way to frame it. But even then, that's not an argument. Like, is it true? Is it not? Like, whether it's pessimistic, optimistic, realistic, it's like, is it is. Like, well, that's not an argument. Like, is it true? Yeah. Like, I, the, I don't know. Is it like, because like I brought up, people like always I, bring up, go ahead. They'd be like, if I was like, Jose, you got to get your brakes done. And you were like, don't be a defeatist, man. My brakes are good. It doesn't yeah. make any sense, you know? Yeah. And that, and this isn't, Con that was in no way Konkin saying like, because it makes no sense to him to be like, hey, we need to be engaging in Gora and, you know, investing in these technologies and, you know, uh, furthering innovation. But and then him saying, yeah, but don't forget the state will push back against you. That's no way to feed us. Let's just, you know, be mindful right. of this. You know, exactly. You need, you need to outpace them. I mean, luckily, you know, uh, I think Jordan Peterson actually made this point once when he had Bob Murphy on the idea that the state is always at a disadvantage because they are always going to be having to put some of their resources into 
uh, force because like this is stuff that's being pushed into force, whereas this is all fucking completely voluntary uh, on our side of things. So, and it's also there's so many theirs is more centralized. So it's like uh, like which in some ways there is strength and centralization in some regards, but as a, when you have like a like a thousand different people attacking a problem, uh, like okay, yeah, they maybe have less power individually as opposed to the one entity that has a large amount of power, but they're able to be so much more swift and stuff and, you know, come up with different ways to attack different problems. So I don't know. This is just silly. I think, I think sometimes people, people miss on miss, miss. What am I, what's the word I'm looking for here? They under, no, they underestimate like how far the state will go to maintain their state of oppression. They will kill everybody in your state, everybody in your neighborhood. They don't, they do not care about you a little bit. It's in the history books. They've done it before. They'll do it again. Like yeah. the fact that like, like this is little stuff, like the use of like yeah. technology against people is just baby stuff. Like study the civil war and, and look at what they did to, to civilians. Um, this is, this is nothing what, what, what Sam is warning about here. Yeah. Go check out my OKC series and come back to me. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, and this is all legit shit. So and this is like fucked up. Killed, uh, killed. That's what they, that's what they did. Sam's only talking about what they might do. So it's like, yeah. it's not defeatism. This is just obvious. By the way, I'm not, to be clear to anyone listening, I'm not claiming the state did OKC, but I'm also not, not claiming it either. I'm just saying it's one of many, it's at the very least, they covered up some shit because they had some dirty hands to some regard and they did really fucked up shit in the covering up of it. So, yeah, uh, look up Terrence Yeeke if that's something you're interested in. Uh, but uh, the result of that spread will hardly be pure libertarianism, but it almost certainly will sound the death knell for the state as we know it if the state doesn't succumb before then. And that's the end of it. Now we're on to the reply by Konkin. Uh, cool. All right, we have one. It should be uh, murder. I, I expect this to be a murder. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? Oh, him? Uh, yeah, yeah. Sam's okay. reply. Yeah. Um. I thought you were talking about Terrence Yiki for a minute. No, he was suicided. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. All right. Reply to Filthy Pierre by Samuel Edward Conkin III. While the third pole of libertarianism as repre represented by the libertarian connection may not have been around as long as Rothbard and Lafayre, to one who entered the movement during the great Conver conversion of 1969 as I did, the three connection stars, Sky de Aris, Natalie Hall and Filthy Pierre were almost as established and respected a view. To an extent, the connection position differs from both and is clearly independent. Also, connectors are usually more future-oriented, heavily into technology and market innovations. In fact, if Rothbard seeks to revolutionize us to liberty and Lafayre to pacify us there, crude simplifications to be sure, connectors want to innovate us there. Since Sky and Natalie have gone on to do superb work in that area under their real names, Filthy Pierre has become editor of the Libertarian APA and the closest to a standard bearer and spokesperson that the ultra-individualist connection viewpoint has. To begin with, I'm proud to have Pierre's basic agreement with the new Libertarian vision. While I have been little influenced directly by the connection and its contributors, having read only one issue before he became editor, some of their better ideas have undoubtedly filtered into general movement lore, and I most gratefully acknowledge any that inspired New Libertarian and New Libertarian Manifestos more original and innovative presentations of the Libertarian case. So let's check out our few differences. Pierre is vigilant against the Libertarian moving, movement recollectivizing into potential state. Hear, hear. He is welcome to be a permanent said watchdog in the pages of New Libertarian, SNLA, or whatever. 
I too fear such a possible occurrence and see it already happening in the guise of the LP, which is, this is one of my main points that I bring up a lot. I actually have it underlined. That's probably why I bring it up a lot. I, it really stuck in my head because uh, I do think, uh, you know, not that I think that necessarily the LP would like fucking, you know, magically become the state, but I, you know, you always hear cries of down with the duopoly uh, or whatever. And to be fair, that's usually more the prag types, but either way, I do think in the end, it'll probably be the prags that take back control. And w- there is a chance at some point, one of these floundering parties flounder and the LP kind of maybe very well may sneak in its place. Who knows? And I think that would be one of the worst things for the movement. If a lot of people are moved in there because you know, it's like we, now you're just the duopoly itself. It's not like you're going to you're like, you're just becoming that, which you were bitching about. So, like, you know, um, it, but go on. Sorry, you guys. No, no, no. You go ahead. You go ahead. No, I was done. Uh, some of my rant. <laughs> um, I forget what I was going to say anyway. Yeah, uh, but I am afraid he sees altruism where none was intended, and I submit none is present. Discarding one side issue, I consider public goods a problem. Chicago econo- economists to dwell on like theologians counting angels on pins. <laughs> Pierre does proffer the very service I was looking for in requesting critiques. He discovered an area that I not only was unclear in expressing, but that I had not yet realized was a problem. My thanks to his contribution and the clarity of the cause. What I did make clear is that there is personal freedom and freedom for society at large, including oneself. Pierre's comment on Brown, which I almost totally agree, confirms that. What I failed to make clear is that making society freer offers the immediate reward of lowering risk. Thus, one judges how such a contribution to aggress activity reduces one's counter-economic risks and con- contributes accordingly. That was kind of the point I was getting at, too. The other people entering in the Agora helps you as an individual aggress. Because, I mean, obviously, more people that are hip with it, uh, it's going to lower your risk of, you know, getting busted or whatever. And one of the big things that might have been this book, maybe an aggress or aggress uh, primer. Uh, but yeah, there's like a whole formula on how to manage your risk and uh, or what you're willing to take on. So it's going to allow more people to enter in the market if there's a m- larger burgeoning group that you know makes it so you can have a trade network of other people to interact with. So that you know you know aren't going to I don't know depending on what you're doing rat you out or you know or or whatever you know. Think about where we are. Like we have like people who have created Monero and, and all these different cryptocurrencies that you can use on the Silk Road to buy all sorts of shit. And you can buy 3D printers with cryptocurrency now. And all you can do all these things without having to access KYC payment platforms. Um, and this is exactly, I think this is what Sam's talking about. The more the more people you have in the counter economy, the, 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 the more grease that those gears have on them, the more easily they're able to turn. Yeah. As we pass those stages outlined in the manifesto, the advantages become more tangible and obvious if more diffuse. But I do point out that agris research and development will be transferred to specific industries for their profit and slash or reduction of costs, especially insurance and protection. And it's already happening, right? We already see like this sort of specialization, like looking cryptocurrency, like we have like a whole subset of developers working just on making Monero as secure as possible and another making a pirate chain as secure as possible. And like we have like uh, uh, deterrence dispensed and Cody Wilson and those guys like working on like through the 3D printed guns. We have like all these pockets that are like, and entrepreneurial pockets, by the way, these are all people motivated by entrepreneurship. They're not motivated by motivated by altruism. They're motivated by making a living, and they are all doing this work um, on that basis. 
Yeah. Where Pierre sees various agreements of altruism, I see short-term, medium-range, and long-range investment in improving one's surrounding environment. That was kind of what exactly. I was getting out earlier yeah. as well. Investments that do not clash that are comp but are complementary to one's investment in personal freedom and safety. Exactly. I, yep. I do not care less about genetic altruism and its indulgence. Pierre does put his finger on the semantic static generated by using terms evolved in politics for the purpose of activism, activism, and I hope to see him working further with new libertarians and developing alternative clear labels and popularizing them. My, my well-known proclivity for neolog neologizing, coining new words, is prompted precisely to achieve that semantic clarity and to free our language of inappropriate associations. The Minarchism yeah. is, 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 and, and many other words that we use, he, he started. Yeah. The general spread and marketing of weapons of mass destruction uh, may well be com uh, coming, but I fail to see how it will have the critical effect of abolishing the state. Further debate on this question uh, may be warranted. And that's the end of it. And all right, I will start addressing questions now because I saw a couple in there. So, By the way, Sam, Sam was right. Like like the whole spread of, of weapons of mass destruction from the Bush-Obama regimes did come about and it didn't abolish the state. If anything, it made the state stronger, right? Because it, they, now all of a sudden, especially under Obama, they, they, they assumed the power to just drone American civilians, which of course violates you know the whole host of amendments in the bill of rights and the articles of the constitution but obviously they don't give a shit about that stuff but my point yeah. here is that sam was right again yeah uh you want to say junkie jeff i see in the chat you know uh you're always here or you're here pretty frequently you also helped me out finding uh, some of my interests with okc stuff so appreciate you showing up uh <laughs> all right well this is a silly one but whatever does being a democrat in 2022 basically make you a pedophile no, but I, I get where you're getting at. It's <laughs> um, uh, not really a question, but OKC was totally an inside job. First reports were that there were bombs inside the building. I've heard theories that they uh, that they the reason why they covered it up is because the ATF had uh, stuff they weren't supposed to have. Like I don't know, I don't remember the particulars, but that uh, that maybe they had like munitions that they were storing incorrectly or something. So I've heard rumors of that. Because uh, obviously that's a big part of it. There were other explosions, or the, and obviously I think it's kind of silly if you really take a moment and think about the the concept of a truck filled with uh, fertilizer, uh, you know, a fertilizer bomb that that was parked like something like a hundred feet or something away from the building would destroy it to the extent it did. It kind of makes no sense when you're dealing with a concrete building. So I've heard theories that 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 you know they had other munitions or something there. They kind of triggered secondary explosions. That's part of they wanted, why they wanted to cover it up so they wouldn't look like, hey, you guys were clearly being unsafe in your practices and this caused other issues. I don't know. Uh, so that's why I'm hesitant to immediately jump on that they did it, but I definitely lean towards it <laughs> with some of the other information that comes. Uh, but I, I'm not willing to jump because the information is so sparse. Uh, I mean, I don't know. You, you don't know how deep you go into OKC if you have any thoughts on that. Um do you guys think the money going to Ukraine is for money laundering, private slash personal interest? Yeah, probably to some extent. Oh, it's absolutely, yeah. it's absolutely laundering yeah. money. That's a one hundred. That's what all foreign aid is. Yeah, it's just it's, laundering money. Yeah, for real. Uh, I don't see why the LP is so bad. If they're spinning their wheels, shouldn't they just be left to do as they please? Uh, I mean, uh, what about our current state of affairs suggests that we have the luxury of wasting resources on failed and ineffective approaches like politics and the Libertarian Party? Nothing. <laughs> like, and, and to use your own, uh, this dude's own uh, thing. By the way, I'm not, I don't think he's trying to be dickish at all, so I'm not coming at you. 
but you know, if you had a buddy who was just spinning wheels and, you know, he was just spinning, 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 you know, just continue to spin his wheels over like forever. Like, I mean, you're kind of an asshole if you don't give like, Hey man, you want me to like help, help pull you out so you can get back on the road and, you know, actually do something like, <laughs> you know, I, you know, to use that expression, like, and I've heard arguments and I, I've even made arguments that maybe you could even make a case to say that they're even regressing the movement to some extent. I, I don't know. I, I mean, or they're spinning the wheels or I've also, you know, you can make the case that they are somewhat uh, progressing the movement, but not to the extent that they could. Uh, so either way, it's a matter of like, you know, uh, what could we be doing? You know, there's time costs. Uh, I know Vin Armani used to say, cause people would always be like, well, why don't you do your thing and we'll do our thing. And like uh, division of labor and like, uh, you know, uh, you know, or you, or we can do both. Actually, that's what I was getting at. That we can do both, and it's like, okay, but there's only 24 hours in a day, so like you can only devote your time and resources to so many things. So, a, a cancer patient can also um, get chemo in the morning and then smoke two packs of Marlboro Reds in the evening, but that wouldn't make much sense. It's sort of the same thing with like engaging in politics and counter economics. Like, yeah, it, it doesn't make any sense. Oh, yeah. Junkie Jeff. So there's whispers of a tow missile or something inside the building. Yeah. Yeah. I think that might have been Scott Horton that said that was one of the theories or something. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't buy that. Uh, I mean, personally, I lean towards that the the feds actually straight up did it. But I don't I don't I can't say that conclusively because there were reports of them seeing people like multiple eyewitnesses seeing people that like, you know, came in and were putting putty like substance on the walls, which is like a. Uh, that's a plastique right there. That's what that is. So, um, I mean, what other putty shit are you going to put on the wall? And also, they're one of the people that supposedly they saw. Oh, I think this is only one one eyewitness, and it's kind of shaky because uh, uh, it's not the most founded. Uh, but the, it, maybe there's a possibility that one of the people was uh, Andrea Strassmeyer, who has strong connections to uh, Timothy McVeigh. They met multiple times, and he is a Fed if there ever was a Fed. He came from Germany. Uh, there's a it, it damn near is conclusive that Strassmeyer was a Fed, and there's connections with him and uh, McVeigh. I mean, he's he only McVeigh didn't uh, or Strassmeyer denies any connections. Uh, although I uh, you know as soon as this stuff popped off, he disappeared back to Germany. Uh, but yeah, there's a ton of Fed connections with him. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there, we can, there's way too much to go into that. So. Um, and yeah, this little last one some someone puts out. Agree with you guys saying, but some of these guys in the LP are blind. It's their time to waste. Not up to us to tell them how to use their time. I mean, yeah, sure to some extent, I guess. But you I'm know, not. We're not forcing them. We're not yeah, beating them up about it. We're just yeah. telling them that they're that they're there's better ways to go about it. There's yeah. no coercion involved. Yeah. So I mean, whatever. No, I'm just saying. You know, I think there might be better ways to use your time. Um, and I don't know. That's no different than if you had a buddy who was. I don't know, not really doing anything with his life. It's like, yeah, I guess to some extent, you know, it's their time to waste and it's not up to us to tell them how to use their life. Obviously, this isn't a perfect parallel because, like, I'm not saying these guys are, like, you know, drug addicts or some shit. Like, It's pretty but, close to it. <laughs> it's pretty close. At least the drug addict only ruins their life, whereas the, yeah. the Libertarian Party member seeks to ruin the entire Libertarian movement, which actually destroys the whole country and the whole world at a larger sense. But yeah, I don't know. I guess it's just like, yeah, if anything, if these are people you care about, and I, I like a lot of these people, so and, and don't get me wrong, I don't ever browbeat these people really. I mean, we'll talk about it occasionally, uh, you know. But it's not that. I mean, I don't, I don't browbeat people over it because, I mean, I guess this. Uh, and I've talked about this before. I used to be an atheist, and there was a period of time where I was kind of that annoying atheist, and you get to a point where like I'll talk to friends about it. I don't ever go like evangel evangelize about it because that's just weird. 
it's kind of the same idea. Like, uh, but I also think that's to some extent a better way to go about it because you off put people sometimes if you come on too hard. So, but I mean, there's probably, but there's also arguments that sometimes when you do come on hard, uh, it's kind of a, there's different, different methods for it. It's kind of like when you hear about fat people who are like, say they got, you know, someone was bullying them about being fat. So they lost weight. It's like, okay, well, there was an argument that a person, you know, picking on them to be fat was probably good. <laughs> like, so, uh, yeah. Okay. This is silly. Uh, the but lesson like is to make fun of fat people, everybody. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> but my point was that there's multiple ways to go about things. Cause you also could be kinder, gentler and go about a different way and get the same result. Uh, all right. This is silly, but we'll end on that. Uh, sandwiches, squares or triangles. I don't care. <laughs> Depends. It depends what kind of sandwich. Of course, yeah. you can't eat like a, a sub as a triangle. But yeah. if I'm having PB and J or grilled cheese, we got to cut it in triangles. That's just oh, silly. I do. I do got to say though, with subs, I like it when they do diagonal. So I guess it's not a triangle still, but I don't know why. Something about that is like I just like that when they go like that's in that a Florida diagonal. shit. That's I don't know Florida why. Shit. Yeah, they do the yeah. Cubans like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah, you got to come yeah. to New York, man. Yeah. No, I mean, but at the end of the day, I don't really give a shit, but I guess if I got to pick one. And then sandwiches, I don't even cut them. I just fucking devour that shit. I don't care. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, well, all right with that, if you want to drop your plugs, uh, this was the finale. Uh, yeah, um, you know, drop your plugs and we'll get out of here. Uh, GoreThreads.com, Libertarian Clothing and Apparel, 3D Printer GoBurr.com for 3D printers and supplies. And the book is Anti-Politics. Um, you can get it on Amazon if you prefer to pay with crypto. You can shoot me a DM and we will take care of it there. Yeah, and uh, this is a No Way Jose show. Uh, you can find me on YouTube, all the major odd catchers, Odyssey. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm back on Twitter at Senor Jose 2020. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, if you want, I would suggest, you know, follow me on Facebook as well as you. I have a backup because I don't get, I'll probably end up getting nuked at some point again. So you could have the backup and follow me on Facebook. Although I don't really interact with them on Facebook much, but you know, if you if you ever DM me or whatever on Facebook or message me, I'll, I'll hit you back up. Uh, you know, so you know, hit me up that way if you want to contact me. Although I don't really like post on it other than promos. Uh, if you want to like follow me for like you know fuck around, that's probably more of a Twitter thing. Um, so, but yeah, Facebook. may also have a, a podcast page if you want to follow that. But uh, yeah, like uh, also you know, give me money. Patreon.com. Snowyhose2020 uh anything anything else uh i think we are out i appreciate this series it's been a long series uh, i think it's be worth it so now if any of you guys out there ever you know uh know of someone who doesn't want to read a fucking book but they're open to fucking open to a podcast and you know you want to give them this material here you go this is a whole live reading with commentary uh you know so uh, we hopefully, walk through it yeah so uh i hope that, that people get something out of this so use it as a resource um uh, like I said, I also did Agress Primer, which is probably a little bit shorter. Uh, I guess it depends on your vibe. Uh, this one was two Agress. The, the, the Agress Primer one was an Agress and a Paleo because I did like the dynamic of that. I, um, and I'm not quite sure what I'm going to do with the Agress class theory yet. We'll work on that. Uh, but, yeah, I uh, appreciate it. So definitely, you know, if you, like you said, if you, if you ever hear anyone who wants this content, share it. You know, just on YouTube, it's set up as a playlist, so you can just send the playlist as a link to somebody. Um, there you go. Uh, yeah, with that, like, share, subscribe, comment, all that good stuff, and we are out. Appreciate it. Thanks, everyone. Peace, guys. Up.